Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy. And this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
Nous aurons leur sublime orgueil de les forger ou de les suivre aux armes citoyens, formez vos bataillons, partons, partons, que Produit soutien aux propres Liberté, liberté chérie, combat avec tes défenseurs, combat avec tes défenseurs, sous nos drapeaux que la victoire accourt à ces mâles d'accord, que tes ennemis expireront. Southern trees Barren Strange fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the roots Black bodies Winging in the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Pastoral scene Of the gallant South Them big bulging eyes And the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia sudden smell of burning flesh here is a fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain Song to 
Choppers coming up over the ridge Hot soup on a campfire in the bridge Shelter line stretching around the corner Welcome to the new world order Family sleeping in the car in the southwest No home, no job, no peace, no Highway is alive tonight Nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes I'm sitting down here in the campfire line Searching for the ghost of Tom Joe He pulls a prayer book out of his sleeping bag Preacher lights up a buddy and takes a drag Waiting for when the last shall be first and the first shall be last. In the cardboard box near the underpass. Got a one way ticket to the promised land. You got a hole in your belly and a gun in your hand. Sleeping on a pillow of solid rock. Breathing in the city. Decent job, we're a 
Everybody's struggling to be free Look in the eyes, mom, you'll see me The highway is alive and alive Nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes I'm sitting down here in the campfire Good morning to you, mutineers. <clears throat> um, that was, of course, the Bruce Springsteen with uh, the ghost of Tom Joad. Uh, Bob Dylan song, maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. Tom Joad, of course, the character in uh, John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. The ghost of Tom Joad, haunting this country, looking for a fair shake, looking for a good life, looking for a better future. So he doesn't have to humiliate himself to work. The ghost of Tom Joad. And uh, right before that was Nina Simone's version of Strange Fruit, The Killings Go On, police shooting young African-American men and women and other people as well. Talk a little about Black Lives Matter, the new civil rights movement. And it's right in our face. It's happening right before us. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. And we let it off with the Marseillaise. <clears throat> the Marseillaise is uh, the song of, uh, it, it's the national anthem of France, of course. And it uh, brings to mind Bastille Day, which was celebrated last week, sadly, it was the occasion for a deranged person, uh, evidently not connected to any political movement, a Tunisian <clears throat> who ran his truck into a crowd of people. Eighty people died. At any rate, the... The Marseillaise uh, celebrate was written in 1792 by a soldier at the time 
France was the first and only country after the revolution of 1789 to have a volunteer army. These guys were fighting for... They had a cause. Their cause was overthrowing the old order. The old noble order and the ridiculous idea that because your parents or your family had been rulers that you were best suited to rule. Um, The song was originally entitled Song of the Army of the Rhine because it was written by a soldier, Claude-Joseph Rouget de Lille, a captain of engineers in the Rhine army. France had just declared war on Austria and Prussia, and the army was preparing to go to Paris. The crowned heads of Europe, of course, hated what had happened in France in 1789, the overthrow of the old order, symbolized by the capture of the Bastille by the crowds in Paris and breaking the Bastille open and letting the few people who were there out. It was kind of a symbolic move. So this song was written in celebration of that citizen's army and their great cause of overthrowing the old order. It was named the National Anthem of France in 1795, but it was banned by Napoleon III during the empire and by Louis XVIII during the Second Restoration of 1815. Napoleon's decision was based on the song's revolutionary character and its dangerous revolutionary association. Napoleon III had to ban it again in uh, in 1830, finally restored in 1879. Arise, children of the fatherland, the day of glory has arrived. Against us tyranny's bloody standard is raised. Can you hear in the field the howling of their soldiers? They are coming into our midst to cut the throats of our sons and women to arm citizens form in battalions march march and let their impure blood water our fruit it goes on and on but it is in a sense this French revolution was the point in history where finally the working people of of a major European country rose up and overthrew their royalist rulers. And uh, it was a popular movement, pretty much co-opted later on by a quote-unquote professional class, but uh, a real, real symbol for all of us of resistance to authority. Impure blood is that of the rulers. So, the Marseillaise. This is the B, and this is the Labor and Love Show. The Labor and Love Show, where we tell you how it is. Every day is Labor Day, of course. 
And when one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, that means another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. And if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is, you're probably on the menu. Uh-huh. And finally, who is not a friend of labor. Okay, artist of the day is uh, Woody Guthrie. Let's play some of his music and... Uh, about his life. Woody Guthrie, the Do-Re-Mi. California line Across the desert sands they roll Getting out of that old dust bowl They think they're going to a sugar bowl But here's what they find Now the police at the port of entry say You're number 14,000 for today Oh, if you ain't got the do-re-mi Folks, you ain't got the do-re-mi why, you better go back to beautiful Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee. California is a garden of Eden, a paradise to live in or see. But believe it or not, you won't find it so hot if you ain't got the do-re-mi. Buy you a home or farm that can't deal nobody harm Or take your vacation by the mountains or sea Don't swap your old cow for a car You better stay right where you are You better take this little tip from me Cause I look through the want ads every day But the headlines on the papers always say If you ain't got the do-re-me boys you ain't got the do-re-mi Why, you better go back to beautiful Texas Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee California is a garden of Eden A paradise to live in or see But believe it or not, you won't find it so hot If you ain't got the do-re-mi Canadian Rockies to the land of Mexico, city and the country, wherever you may go. Through the wild and windy weather, the sun and sleet and rain, 
comes a whistling through the country, this farmer labor train. Listen to the jingle and the rumble and the roar. She's rolling through New England to the West Pacific shore. It's a long time we've been waiting now. She's whistling around the bend. Roll on in to Congress on that farmer labor train. And teamsters and sailors from the sea There's farming boys from Texas And the hills of Tennessee There's miners from Kentucky There's fishermen from Maine Every worker in the country Rides that farmer labor train There's warehouse boys and truckers And guys that skin the cats Men that run the steel mills The furnace and the blast Through the smoky factory cities O'er the hot and dusty plains and the cushions, they're crowded on this farmer labor train. Listen to the jingle and the rumble and the roar. She's rolling through New England to the West Pacific shore. It's a long time we've been waiting now. She's whistling round the bend. Right on into Congress on that farmer labor train. There's folks of every color and they're riding side by side In the swamps of Louisiana and across the Great Divide From the wheat fields and the orchards and the lowing cattle range And they're rolling on to victory on this farmer labor train This train pulled into Washington a bright and happy day When she steamed into the station you could hear the people say there's that farmer labor special, she's full of union men, heading on the White House on the farmer labor train. Take a trip with me in 1913. To Calumet, Michigan, in the copper country. I'll take you to a place called Italian Hall. And the miners are having their big Christmas ball. I'll take you in a door and up a high stairs. Singing and dancing is heard everywhere. I'll let you shake hands with the people you see And watch the kids dance round the big Christmas tree You ask about work and you ask about pay They'll tell you they make less than a dollar a day Working their copper claim, risking their lives So it's fun to spend Christmas with children and wives. There's talking and laughing and songs in the air, and the spirit of Christmas is there everywhere. Before you know it, you're friends with us all, 
rolling your dancing around and around in the hall. Well, a little girl sits down by the Christmas tree lights to play the piano, so you gotta keep quiet. Hear all this fun, you would not realize that the copper boss thug men are milling outside. The copper boss thugs stuck their heads in the door. One of them yelled and he screamed, there's a fire. A lady, she hollered, there's no such a thing. Keep on with your party, there's no such a thing. A few people rushed and there's only a few. It's just the thugs and the scabs fooling you. A man grabbed his daughter and he carried her down. But the thugs held the door and he could not get out. And then others followed a hundred or more. But most everybody remained on the floor. The gun thugs, they laughed at their murderous joke. While the children were smothered on the stairs by the door Such a terrible sight I never did see We carried our children back up to their tree The scabs outside still laughed at their spree And the children that died there was 73 the piano played a slow funeral tune And the town is lit up by a cold Christmas moon The parents they cried and the miners they moaned See what your greed for money has done Woody Guthrie there. We played three Woody songs. Uh, we started out with <clears throat> the Do-Re-Mi, referring to people who were coming west in the 30s because they had lost their farms or their houses, looking to begin a new life in California. The Los Angeles Police Department actually sent police to the border to keep the people out and turn them around, send them back to where they'd come from. But if you had some money, it would be okay. You, they would let you in, as long as you got the do-re-mi, as Woody put it. Then there's farm labor train. Guthrie made common cause with the Mexican and Californian workers who worked the fields in the Golden State, as evidenced by his earlier song, uh, Deportees. This one talks about the farm labor train of people riding all over the western part of the, of the U.S. for farm work. And finally, the 1913 massacre in which 73 people, mostly Finnish miners and their families, 
including 59 children, were killed. They were having a party, a Christmas party, in a, a hall that had only one way in and one way out. The quote-unquote fire escape was a ladder that you had to go outside the window to get to. You had to climb out of the window. People were having their party and someone came to the only door and yelled fire, which caused a panic among the people who were trying to get out, mostly Finnish miners, as I said. They came down the stairs. The doors were held shut by agents of the mine owners. Uh, The whole thing, the whole fire thing had been a fraud to panic the people upstairs and uh, it's called the 1913 Massacre by Witty Guthrie Guthrie was born in Oklahoma Okama a small town His mother named him after Woodrow Wilson. His father was a businessman owning plots of land, 30 or so plots of land in the area. He was a Democratic candidate for local offices and the member of the Ku Klux Klan involved in the 1911 lynching of Laura and Lawrence Nelson, which was kind of par for the course lynchings, that is, at that time in uh, the United States. Um, His father, his mother was eventually committed to the Oklahoma Hospital for the Insane, and where she died from Huntington's, Huntington's disease. Woody's father moved to Pampa, Texas, And Woody and his siblings were basically on their own. Before long, he befriended an African-American blues harmonica player named George, who would play the harmonica at a shoeshine booth. Guthrie got his own harmonica. A friend named John Woods helped him learned to play by ear, and got a guitar, and hit the road, basically. He was married and uh, had three kids with his first wife, Mary Jennings, and uh, just took off. Uh, had a show on nationwide radio, thought the, the requirements were too restrictive, and quit, even though he was making good money and went out and started playing in the (coughs) labor camps. Uh, Wrote songs about working people. You can see more about Woody Guthrie at his uh, Wikipedia article. One of the giants of American music 
uh, wrote on his guitar, this machine kills fascists. Uh, Work closely with leftist groups, including the Communist Party, even though he was never a member. Um, This land is your land. Because he, w- he wrote that because he was tired of God Bless America, which was written by Irving Berlin. Uh, this land was made for you and me. Um, so, we're going to play a little later. We're going to play a, a cut from Mermaid Avenue. Woody's daughter, Nora, showed a lot of uh, unpublished Guthrie songs to Billy Bragg of The Clash and Clash made an album out of that put it to music Guthrie died of Huntington's disease he was difficult to be around because of uh, became aggressive volatile emotionally basically untreated. At that time, there was lack of information about the disease. And, uh, so, Woody Guthrie, check him out. A real troubadour for uh, working people. All right, let's listen now to the uh, When We Can Review and then to our world labor news. When we can review. Here we go. Workers Independent News, we can review. I'm Doug Cunningham. Hillary Clinton won the long-awaited endorsement of Bernie Sanders Tuesday as Sanders made it clear whose side he is now on now that Clinton has won the Democratic primary contest. And I intend to do everything I can to make certain she will be the next president of the United States. As the Illinois Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights sits on Governor Bruce Rauner's desk awaiting his signature, Arise Chicago organizer Anna Jakubik says it's time domestic workers got basic labor protections. She says this is a national movement that's finding state and local allies to stand up for domestic worker rights. The National Domestic Workers Alliance started this movement all over the country and organizations like Arise Chicago start joining them, seeing the importance and also the necessity to be involved and fight for domestic workers like we fight for any other workers. Domestic workers have been always historically excluded from the workers' rights. On the federal level, they're just basic things, but if you go to each state, the state doesn't cover domestic workers. For example, minimum wage is not cover. Simple human rights are not cover for domestic workers. The striking Unite Here Local 54 Trump Taj Mahal workers are into the second week of their strike. Unite Here's Ben Begleiter says that the casino owned by billionaire Carl Icahn is is not recognizing and respecting the hard work that the 1,000 strikers do daily in Atlantic City's hospitality industry. The Taj Mahal did not recognize the substantial contributions that the workers in this city make to the hospitality industry the way that the four other properties that we negotiated with and, and settled contracts with did. Philando Castile, the black man shot to death by police in Minnesota, was a member of Teamsters Local 320 in Minneapolis. In the wake of protests against his killing and the horrific 
horrific killings of police officers in Dallas. Teamsters Local 320 President Sammy Gabriel told Workers Independent News that the local is feeling the terrible loss of Philando and plans to be involved in helping to support his family. It's a tragedy to have one of our Teamster members who's been with us as a, a Teamster since 2002. Phil was a, a gentle soul, well-respected nutrition service supervisor, was well-respected by the, the staff that he supervised every day and by the, the kids and, and staff that he fed breakfast and lunch to every day. It's truly heart-wrenching. Gabriel says that Local 320 also represents some law enforcement officers in Minnesota, though not the one who shot and killed Castile. We have a lot of law enforcement. This is equally heart-wrenching for those members that see these acts of violence. And, of course, Dallas rips your heart out and you feel for your brother officers that are going on the street every day, even with what's happening, continue to go out and do their job day after day. Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Yeah. Okay, that was uh, Workers Independent News and um, the young man who was shot in Minneapolis a union member thank you the attack on black lives is an attack on black working people part of the attack general attack on working people here's radio labor and the world labor report editing news on radio labor this is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on July 15th, 2016. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, union leaders in the UK are struggling to ensure that workers do not suffer as the country leaves the European Union. Labor partners with the United Nations to protect migrant domestic workers. And how public employees who responded to a major earthquake in Ecuador suffered too. This is Radio Labour. As the United Kingdom prepares its exit from the European Union, known as Brexit, trade unions in the country are focusing on making sure that working people are protected. The British Trades Union Congress is calling on the government to implement an action plan to mitigate the effects of the exit. The TUC represents about 6 million members in 51 unions. Francis O'Grady is the TUC's General Secretary. The first priority now has to be about building confidence to stop the economy crashing and uh, we're calling for a national action plan to protect British jobs and that has to involve business and unions because workers mustn't pay the price of this Brexit. Working people already feel they paid the price for the financial crash in 2008. They mustn't pay the price for this one but the real priority right now is that we've got to do everything we can. Uh, to stop the economy crashing and to protect jobs. And we, we think we need, uh, everybody now needs unity. This is very, very important for people's livelihoods and their future. We had a responsibility to tell the truth as we saw it in, in terms of the risks, real risks, uh, to pay to jobs and rights of a Brexit. But right now, I think
think the focus has to be when we're seeing the pound uh, falling uh, and we know the impact that will have on prices and livelihoods and uh, pensions that we need to get around a table uh, work together to protect jobs. Ms. O'Grady met with union leaders from other European countries on Monday, July 11th. She told the media after the meeting that the UK's exit from the EU does not mean weakening the TUC's alliance with European unions. She said the TUC and the European Trade Union Confederation will continue to strive for stronger social and workers' rights throughout Europe. Continued cooperation with other unions in Europe has also been supported by Len Miklowski, the General Secretary of Unite, the largest union in the country. We will continue to work closely with our brothers and sisters in European trade unions to build resistance to the damaging austerity that ravishes parts of our continent and to continue to fight for an alternative Europe. UNITE has been at the vanguard fighting against, for over a decade, the worst effects of the neoliberal European project, fighting, fighting its embrace of austerity economics and the abandonment of young people across the continent of Europe, whilst it did nothing to put the right, the criminal destruction of Western economies by the bankers and the financial elite. Millions of domestic workers are migrants who have left their countries and often their families to find decent work. They need respect for basic human rights and labor rights. Radio Labour's senior correspondent, C. Marie Ainsborough, reports. The International Trade Union Confederation has partnered with a UN agency to help improve conditions for the world's 11.5 million migrant domestic workers. The ITUC is the organization which represents national labor centers at the world level. The UN agency is the international labor organization. The ILO has just released a report outlining how domestic workers can find decent work and be protected as they work. Michelle Layton is the chief of the ILO's labor migration branch. The migration of women for work is not new, but it is growing. As more women enter the workforce, families are facing difficulty balancing paid work with domestic chores, and they are increasingly relying on domestic workers for help. Adding to these demands, life expectancy is increasing in many countries. In fact, experts estimate the number of people over the age of 65 will double by 2050, from 8% of the population today to nearly 16%. This means that there will be a growing number of elderly people who will need long-term care. And with our ever-changing world, other care needs are also emerging. At the same time, public budget for care services are shrinking. ILO studies show that over 11 million migrant workers now fill domestic care jobs. Many of these are women from poor countries with few employment opportunities. Today, nearly one in every five domestic workers in the world is a migrant, and of those, nearly 75% are women. In spite of the important contribution they make to our societies, most migrant domestic workers are not protected by labor laws and are vulnerable to exploitation. Because they are invisible, they may be trapped in abusive situations, and as migrants, they may fear making a complaint. 
This is why the ILO has made a priority to raise awareness about the needs of domestic workers and to improve the protection of all migrant workers. The ILO leads the Global Action Program for Migrant Domestic Workers and Their Families, a European Union-supported effort to promote the adoption of standards, policies, and good practices that can ensure migrant domestic workers' rights are upheld. Together with the International Trade Union Confederation, the International Domestic Workers Federation, UN Women, and the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights, the ILO is working on a number of countries and key regions where domestic workers are particularly vulnerable to human and labor rights violations. The ILO is launching a report that presents concrete solutions to these challenges. If we're to ensure better protection for migrant workers, we need to work together to change mindsets, to recognize domestic work as work. The ILO is calling for closer cooperation between migrant domestic workers' home countries and the countries where they work. Information about the International Domestic Workers Federation can be found on its website at idwfed.org. This is Seamarie Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. April of this year, a massive earthquake hit the coastal regions of Ecuador, killing at least 660 people and injuring some 28,000. The quake was centered in a sparsely populated part of the country, about 170 kilometers from the capital, Quito. As is almost always the case, the first to respond to the disaster were public employees, such as emergency medical workers. But too often, the effect of the humanitarian work on the public employees themselves are ignored. I talked to Veronica Montufal about the workers who responded to the earthquake. Ms. Montufal is the staff officer of Public Services International based in Ecuador. The PSI is the Global Union Federation, which represents public employee unions at the world level. I asked Ms. Montufal to describe the effect of the earthquake work on the public employees who were involved in the humanitarian efforts. I reached her at her office in Quito. Workers in the area were at the same time victims, but also they have to play the role of the ones that put in their hands the rescue of victims and organize all the rescue activities, especially in the first hours of the disaster. Their lives change, change forever, but they now are very proud of their work, of their role uh, as pu public uh, workers. But also for us is a very sad thing that these workers are not unionized. In Ecuador, public sector workers, most of them do not part of a union. This is one of the things that we have been criticizing the Ecuadorian government because the Ecuadorian government has beat collective bargaining, unionizing of uh, public sector workers. The public sector workers here in Ecuador and especially in the disaster zone are part of PSI. Only the ones that are of the health services and the ones that are of the water services. The ones that are uh, of the rescue services like firefighters, they are not organized. 
thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. That was our Radio Labor and their World Labor Report. Before that, we heard WIN, Workers Independent News, about the labor situation. And uh, Radio Labor, if you check out their website, they have a daily update about... uh, labor situation we're also celebrating this month this entire month the events in July of 1934 in San Francisco the uh, San Francisco general strike which was which was led in part by Harry Bridges. And uh, began on the waterfront. Uh, The workers at the time were supposed to be members of a scab union called the Blue Book Union. Bridges and his associates started publishing a newsletter and the, ILW, the IWW had tried to organize these workers in 1923. There was a strike in San Pedro. It was crushed by a combination of injunctions, masserets, and vigilantism by the American Legion. The Communist Party organized the Maritime Workers Industrial Union. Uh, never made much headway on the West Coast, but it did attract a number of former IWW members and foreign-based militants, including Harry Bridges, um, a young Australian who had sailed around, decided to settle in San Francisco in 1923. At this time, um, whether you worked or not was dependent on the shape-up. You would go out and uh, line up outside the docks, and the boss's guy, the manager, the contract, whatever, would come out and point at you and letting, giving out jobs. <coughs> Oftentimes, workers were required to perform free labor for their bosses, like painting their houses. One guy told a story about how he'd just gotten married, and he he was told by the uh, foreman to come and paint his house in Marin County. He said he wasn't going to show up, and he was told that he would never work again if he didn't show up. There are also cases on record of the boss wanting to sleep with your wife or your girlfriend in exchange for giving you a chance to work. We've got a little feature here. 
called From Wharf Rats to Lords of the Docks. Let's listen up. Step the longest march can be won. Many stones can form an arch, singly none. And by union, what we will can be accomplished still. Drops of water turn a mill, singly none. Catholic mother, she was always writing home to Dublin, and she had a large hand, so the address took up most of the envelope. Well, she sent me off to the post office, I was about seven, and I always had to buy penny stamps. So I had to stick stamps all over the front of the envelope, turn it over, stick them all over the back to make up the postage. It's from Harry Bridges' autobiography. Mama, why can't I buy shilling stamps? And she said, never. Because the shilling stamp has a picture of the King of England on it and no son of mine is going to lick the other side. started pushing us back to the intersection of Mission and Stewart Streets just off the waterfront when the police car arrived and shots were fired. Two men lay dead. Scrap iron, crude oil bound for Japan, we refused to load it. Didn't like the way they were bombing those cities in China and we figured it just might come back at us one day. Same way as we refused to load some German ships because of Hitler and some Italian ships when Mussolini invaded Ethiopia. An injury to one is an injury to all. And I'll tell you something else. Interfere in the foreign policy of our country? Sure as hell. That's our job, that's our right, that's our privilege, that's our duty. Foreign policy is too damned important to be left to the striped pants set in Washington, D.C. I said then, that if all the jobs on the dock were to disappear, if they were to dwindle away and all that was left was just two jobs, just two, and I had my way, I'd make damn sure that one of them went to a black worker. And, and here's the thing. See, I have every right to be prejudiced because I was brought up in a racist country. I was taught that white people are superior 
but I learn better, see? My dear judge, if Harry Bridges is deported, he is more than likely to organise the whole British Empire against us. <laughs> he is a dangerous man and should be kept where we can watch him. Our very good friends of the British domain have more than their fair share of troubles already. Patriotically yours, signed, I see clearly. <laughs> anyway, Carol King, she could write a letter herself. Listen to this. All I have to say is that you are a bastard. <laughs> and the next time you behave like this, I will murder you in cold blood. <laughs> well, for that, they threw me back in jail, which I did not like, not one bit. Although while I was there, I did read 12 books, I put on 15 pounds, and I organised the guards into the Teamsters. <laughs> And that was a, a little feature called Wharf Rats to Lords of the Docks, celebrating the life and work of Harry Bridges. Um, 1934, maritime strike went on for 83 days. Uh, bloody battles down on Stewart and Mission. Police shooting... Uh, Shotguns, pitched battles between strikers and scabs. The murder of two workers, Howard Sperry, a striking longshoreman, and Nick Bordois, a Greek, who was helping out with uh, cooking food for the strikers. July 7th, the the picketers pulled back, unwilling to take on armed soldiers in an uneven fight, and trucks and trains began moving without interference. Bridges asked the San Francisco Labor Council to meet that Saturday on July 7th to authorize a general strike. And the following day, July 9th, several thousand strikers, families, and sympathizers took part in a funeral procession down Market Street, stretching more than a mile and a half for the two persons killed on Bloody Tuesday. The march made an enormous impact on San Franciscans making a general strike which had formerly been the visionary dream of a small group of the most radical workers <clears throat> a practical 
and realizable objective. The San Francisco Labor Council voted on July 14th to call a general strike after dozens of Bay Area unions so voted. For four days, the city was shut down. Movie theaters and nightclubs were shut down. Non-union truck drivers joined the strike the first day, while food deliveries continued with the permission of the strike committee, many small businesses closed, posting signs in support of the strikers. This was one of the things, along with the Minneapolis general strike at roughly the same time, a Teamsters union struggle. These were the things that spurred Congress and President Roosevelt to pass quote-unquote New Deal legislation. Um, The National Recovery Act, which specifically gave workers the right to form unions, uh, Social Security, unemployment, several other reforms took place. Not so much, as it's been pointed out, because of uh, sympathy for the strikers or for working people, but in order to save capitalism. Okay, we talked earlier about the Black Lives Matter why it matters. Why does Black Lives Matter matter? Uh, in response to the murders in of police in Dallas, people came out and, and demonstrated for Blue Lives Matter. I'm reading here from the socialistworker.org website. The relentless message from America's political leaders and the media establishment after the shootings in Dallas that left five police officers dead was Blue Lives Matter. That message is a bitter pill to those who recognize it is being used to sideline and silence a movement demanding justice for victims of police murder after two more killings of black men captured on video became international news. The renewed protests following the deaths of Aaron Elton Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and Philando Castile in St. Paul, Minnesota, as mentioned before a Teamsters Union member. The largest surge of anti-police violence activism in over a year represent a much-needed return to the streets. So when someone says to you, oh, black lives matter? No, no, all lives matter. Okay, which lives are under attack more in the United States? A white person getting stopped by police or a black person getting stopped by police. Young white man, young black man. We already know that a young white man with a college degree and a felony has a better chance of getting a job 
than a young black man with a degree and no felony. So some people are, are saying this is a crisis of belief. The reality for black people in their interaction with police is far different from that of white people. And people know this. People are aware of this. Recently, a woman, African-American woman, giving a workshop to a bunch of white people, challenged them and said, how many of you would want to be black here and now in the United States? Not one person raised their hand. Of course they didn't. As much as white people protest their innocence and say that cops are, this is all, this is all an exaggeration. Our great sin, as James Baldwin said, as white people is our innocence. And here we are saying, oh, everything's okay. The police are protecting us. Hawaii Five-0, Joe Friday, you know, CSI. Miami Vice, years and years and years and years of these shows of white people who are good and not racist. It's a lie. It's, it, things are much more complex than that. And our black brothers and sisters are yelling in our faces, look what's happening, look what's happening. And white people are on TV saying, well, cops have to do their jobs. These people are in the wrong. Trayvon Martin, Oscar Grant, etc., 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 etc. And not recognizing the nature of the power structure in these United States. It takes white people first. And it's killing our black brothers and sisters. So when someone says, oh, all lives matter, oh yes. Well, of course all lives matter, but which lives are at risk just driving around on the street? Well, we all know. No, people don't want to be black. Here's public enemy. Standing on the corner, I ain't drinking no 40. Drinking time with a nine, till we get 
some land Call me the trigger man Looking for the governor huh. He ain't loving you hot But hear the trouble yeah, He's rubbing you wrong Get the point and come along He can get to the joint I urinated on the state While I was kicking this song Yeah, you better be fair The sucker over there He tried to keep it yesteryear The good old days The same old ways That kept us dying And yes, you Me, myself, and I indeed What he need is a nosebleed Be between the lines And then you see the lie Politically planned And understand that's all she wrote When we see the real side To hide behind a boat And they can't understand Why he the man Who's singing by the king They don't like it When I decide to make it Wait I'm waiting for the day for the man who demands respect cause he was great. Come on, I'm on a one mission to get a politician to honor or he's a goner by the time I get to Arizona. So I pray, I pray every day I do embrace out of Maker. Looking for culture, I got but not here for Jamaica. Pushing and shaking the structure, bringing down a Babylon. Hearing the circle to make it hard for the proud. The heart full of blood, I need it now. More than ever now, who's sitting on my freedom oppressor? People beat her, a piece of the pick. We picked a piece of the land we're serving now. Reparation, a piece of the nation, damn, we got the nerve. Another nigga they say and classify, we want too much. My people plus the nine is mine, don't think I even double dust. I guess it's hard to stomach the truth like a bulimic. It's a dirty game and nobody is willing to clean it. But this is for the paraplegic people dreaming and running. Ladies married to men who don't please them dreaming of coming. Verbally murderous like David Berkowitz when I'm gunning. Some cowards on the internet didn't think I would sell. Scared to talk shit in person because they stuck in a shell. And couldn't understand the pain of being stuck in a cell. Hell is not a place you go if you're not a creep.
Christian It's the failure of your life's greatest ambition It's a bad decision to blindly follow any religion I don't see the difference in between the wrong and the wrong Soldiers empty in the clips that little kids and they moms Are just like a desperate motherfucker strapped to a bomb Humanity's gone, smoked up in a gravity bong By a Democrat, Republican, Cheech and Chong Immortal technique, you never heard me preaching a song I'm not controversial, I'm just speaking the facts Put your hands in the air like you got the heat to your back And shake your body like a baby born addicted to crack And since life's a gamble like the craps tables at Vegas I freestyle my destiny, it's not written in pages how far we came to be as if our people's history started with slavery painfully i discovered the shit they kept a secret this is the exodus like the black jews out of egypt i keep it reality based with the music i make blow up the truth in your face with the style i run with like the navy missile that shot down flight 800 i'm like the africans who came here before columbus and from the 1500s until after tomorrow i watch latin america get raped in the sorrow you see the spaniards never left después de colon and if you don't believe me you can click on Univision I never seen so much racism in all of my life every program and newscast all of them white it's like apartheid with 10% ruling the rest that type of stress I make me put the fucking tool to your chest step in my way nigga I wouldn't want to be ya I burn slow like pissing drunk with gonorrhea I'll do a free show in North Korea burning the flag while J. Edgar Hoover politicians dress up in drag trying to confuse you making it hard to follow this capitalism and democracy are not synonymous you swallow propaganda like a birth control pill Selling your soul to the eye on the back of the dollar bill But that'll never be me Cause I'm leaving the past Like an abused wife with the kids leaving your ass Like a drug addict cleaning sober leaving the stash Unbreakable technique leaving a plane crash I'm out with the black box and I refuse to return I spit reality instead of what you usually learn And I refuse to be concerned with condescending advice Cause I'm the only motherfucker that could change my life I won't make it, but I know that I will Escape the emptiness, cause that shit is slow and it kills The flow and the skill, I made y'all believe it at last You can make the future, but it starts with leaving the past That was uh, immortal, <clears throat> immortal technique. Talking about leaving the past. Before that, we had uh, we had leaving the past. 
and before that we had Chuck D of uh, Public Enemy and Public Enemy by the time I get to Arizona comments on how racist is the state of Arizona okay let's get a little more labor news and I'm talking about the CCF faculty union which recently reached a tentative agreement with district administration the crisis at City College is still going on um, if you remember correctly City College was a place sort of big unwieldy place that had courses for lifelong learners which means seniors basically uh, cheap classes about uh, computers, computer programs, computer programming, a lot of ESL, English as a Second Language classes. In other words, it was serving the community in the best possible way. It was giving the imprimatur of a college, a public university public college to all kinds of learning and of course one of the first courses that was cut was Fred Glass's uh, California labor history class which has become a real um, growing ground for activists especially within UESF the San Francisco Teachers Union what happened was a, an accreditation group clearly, clearly pointing towards uh, making City College a, a money-making, a money-making institution, clearly, clearly wanting to privatize it. Two of the people on the board were out now, a married couple, were out and out privateers let's call them privateers they wanted to privatize city college so the announcement came out that city college accreditation was in trouble instead of 100,000 students as it had before now it has 70,000 which of course cut into its uh, resources um, eventually, CFT, the State Federation of Teachers, brought suit against the Accreditation Committee and the Department of Education, or in the State Department of Education, which oversee such groups, agreed that they would get a different accrediting uh, agency. Now, the sword still hangs over City College. But here the, the people who work there have gotten a, an agreement after more than a year of intense negotiations, including mediation, fact-finding, and a one-day strike, all in the shadow of an ongoing battle for accreditation, fair accreditation. City College of San Francisco's faculty union, AFT 2121, and the district administration have reached a tentative agreement on a three-year contract. 
faculty will see salary gains following nearly a decade of wage stagnation. Okay, so that of course is very good news for people who work at City College and for this is accreditation committee that closed down Compton Junior College in LA, another college that was serving its community. And um, I wanted to read, let's see. Other labor action here in the West, um, 15,000 AT&T workers in California and Nevada have been without a contract since April 10th. So they've started settling grievances in the old-fashioned way. By striking. These locals have the power now to strike over grievances and unfair labor practices since their no-strike and mandatory arbitration clauses expired along with their contract. Hopefully they'll never sign another contract with those provisions in it. 4,000 communication workers of America went out for two days in June on a grievance and unfair labor, unfair labor practice strike. The issue, the company had unilaterally moved work maintaining 9-11 equipment to a lower paid group. Okay, so that's something to watch. Um, I had an article about three, give me a second here, see if I can find it. Three recent wins prove that old-fashioned union power isn't dead yet. Victory number one, last September, uh, 40,000 Chrysler workers turned down a two-tiered contract by a vote of nearly two to one. Despite earlier promises to bring a big chunk of tier two workers up to tier one wages, United Auto Workers bargainers had agreed to let the hated two-tier system continue. By that time, Tier 2 represented 40% of the workforce and UAW President Dennis Williams told local union officials ending two-tier is bullshit. But the vote, vote forced union bargainers to return to the table and negotiate a path to standard wages for all two-tier members. Victory number two. In May, retired Teamsters in 25 states saw the fruits of two years of organizing when the federal government rejected the central state's pension fund's plan to slash benefits for current retirees by 50 to 60%. More than 400,000 Teamsters retirees and their families were granted a reprieve. And victory three. June 1st, 39,000 Verizon workers ended a 45-day strike that forced the predatory company to back down from outsourcing call center jobs, forcing transfers to other states, 
and harassing and micromanaging technicians. The company raised wages and pensions and its execs were left scratching their heads, wondering what went wrong with their overreach. Okay, direct action. Direct action still works, (laughs) y'all. Here's uh, Hazel Dickens from West Virginia. By the sweat of my brow.
contigo porque te amo Porque hemos unido sueño y pasión Porque te conozco y me conoces En lo más profundo del corazón A diario te veo y lo confirmo Igual completo todo mi ser Es como encontrar un tesoro perdido Pasando mi vida en busca de él Y con el amor no más no se juega No hay otra ley más fuerte que papeles ni tú los tienes y la ley prohíbe nuestra unión pero que es la vida si no arriesgamos verás que las puertas las abre Dios le cierran las puertas al inmigrante no entran en la razón pero el que busca al fin encuentra ya transformaremos esta nación y con el amor no más no se juega no se juega no hay otra ley más fuerte que no hay otra ley más fuerte entero y caminar ya con el amor no más no se juega no pueblo mío no hay otra ley más fuerte que no hay otra ley más fuerte que ya porque el amor no tiene fronteras entero y caminar con papeles o sin papeles
canciones en español um, la última fue La Pamba Rebelde por la banda que se llama Las Cafeteras dicen somos chicanos somos zapatistas que siga la lucha y antes una canción por mi amigo Francisco Herrera sobre el amor de personas indocumentados. Uh, un amor que sí existe, pero en las sombras, más o menos. Uh, so I want to talk about one more thing. <coughs> one of those little off-the-trail things. <clears throat> Off-the-trail. <coughs> Pardon me. We've been sold a myth. We've been sold a bunch of lies that disempower us and empower others. July 6, 1924. Members of the Philippine Scout, a division of Filipino troops, and the U.S. Army occupying the Philippines refused to drill in protest 
of their poor pay and unfair treatment. This would eventually lead to their court-martial. This incident shines a light on two critical and under, understudies issues in American labor history. The idea of the military as labor and the labor history of American imperialism. The Philippine Scouts were a division that joined the U.S. Army in defense of American colonial rule of their nation. By the 1920s, they were the majority of the occupation forces. About 15,000 Filipino soldiers serving under 2,500 white officers. And they went on strike in protest. It was a time of labor organizing in the Philippines, 145 officially registered unions, over 90,000 members. The response of the strike by the Philippine scouts by Colonel Lieutenant, by Colonel Leonard Wood, responsible for massacres in the earlier campaigns in the Philippines, was not surprising. They were, they had a meeting on July 5th. Informants told the Army of the soldiers' plan. On July 6th, 380 scouts refused to drill. That decreased to 104, but re-increased to 202 on July 8th. Presiding over the trial was Brigadier General, you guessed it, Douglas MacArthur. One of the leaders of the mutiny was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Most of the rest were placed in convict detachment on Corregidor and released after two years. Check it out. Lawyers, Guns, and Money the labor history site. Looks like we've done a show here. Um, I want to play a couple of other ones. I referred earlier to works of uh, Woody Guthrie, and Woody Guthrie's daughter, Nora, took some of the lyrics of unfinished Guthrie songs and gave them to Billy Bragg of The Clash. And Bragg recorded, uh, recorded an album called Mermaid Avenue. And this is one of those Guthrie songs called Christ for President.
All right, that was uh, Billy Bragg playing uh, Jesus Christ for President, lyrics by Woody Guthrie. Uh, this is the B. It's about time for us to uh, sign off and uh, surrender the mic to my buddy Scott Walker. I'll bring you his show, Flat Black Plastic, coming right up here on Mutiny Radio. Remember, labor and love. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Every day is labor day. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is, you're most likely going to be on the menu. And finally... Never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Call out to my whole family, Vita, my daughter, who makes me proud to be a dad. Brother Charlie, talked to you early today. Hope you have a good show. Charlie's show is on KWMR every Tuesday night at 6.30. So check that out, Musical Verite. My soulmate, Sylvia Ramirez. My lawyer, Suni. And Malin, off to Qatar pretty soon. Hopefully you'll all have a good week and good work. Everything here is kind of falling apart, but everything's okay. Good week and good work to everybody. Bye-bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
There's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four ninety nine.